boys of NASCAR, we're here in Phoenix. The Phoenix Raceway this weekend for the little one-mile track out here. Getting ready. Uh, last West Coast swing. Getting ready for the uh, November Championship race out here. And Chief, as always, from Talking Racing, joins us. Talk a little NASCAR. Chief, how you doing today, man? Doing good, guys. Doing good. How are we doing over there? Oh, I'm cranky. Cranky? Why cranky? Yeah, well, do you have, do you have enough time? I mean, can USA won last night, beat the Canadians, showed them who the real country is. <laughs> we told them, uh, we told them uh, get, out, get off our head, you hats. Yes, what's that on the boot? <laughs> yes, uh, we said. Uh, I was surprised last night. Their faces didn't move like they did in South Park. I thought South Park was pretty accurate <laughs> on that. That's, that's, that's how the faces are. The weird part was I was kept waiting for them to break out some maple syrup to like chug in between the innings or whatever. But I know, right? I think that's what they called on the pitcher's neck. I think he was trying to cheat. I think that's yeah, what the yeah. stuff is. Those. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that that's the. Uh, they're like, uh, uh, you can't use spider tech. You're like spider tech. What? Uh, this is maple syrup. <laughs> I just know way too much about John Smoltz now because that game was boring and they had to do the filler act and all right. the, like, the John Smoltz talking about his music, him playing whatever other games in the bullpen and just, just yeah. Just I, ima- I know a lot more about John Smoltz than I care to know. Just imagine how much faster that game would have been with a pitch clock. <laughs> how less boring Are it would have been. pitch clocks? No, not in, uh, not in the World Baseball Classic, Major League Baseball. Wow. Because Major League Baseball runs this thing. And they didn't implement the pitch clock for it. Am I right, Izzy? Is that right? Yeah, I've, I they saw it. I saw it on Sat on Saturday, Sunday. It just there, yeah, it wasn't there, there was yeah, yeah, yeah. I read something. I haven't paid attention. I read something that it says it. So, uh, Chief, before we get into the NASCAR, uh, first of all, um, how much did you pay for your uh, Taylor Swift tickets for this weekend? One and two. Um, you know, how much did you have to pay your daughter uh, to say that she couldn't go so you could go with your buddy? Uh, I mean, hey, Swift City, man, it's it's coming. I, I'm all about it. I love it. I love me some Taylor Swift. You actually got to a concert before I did. You I were invited to that one. Yeah, you moved Tay-Tay. on me. Didn't didn't go. You went you went out of town and moved on me, so you didn't attend it. Yes. Yes, uh, I've still yet to see Tay Tay, but you know, maybe if uh, my daughter <laughs> wants to go. Yeah, uh, yeah. What what is it? They do on Friday and Saturday. It's uh, Saturday and Sunday. Is it a Thursday and Friday? I think it's two days in a row because she opens up her uh, opens up her concert. And it's two days in a row. I want to say Thursday, Friday, but I could be wrong. It might be Friday, Saturday. Um, right, so but I, yeah, could still, I could still make it and then still hit up some live golf this weekend, too. Not, we got live golf in town, yeah, man. Not not for that price, you're not going to make it. Holy moly. That's, that's <laughs> Friday, Saturday. Oh, it is Friday, Saturday? Yeah, Friday, Saturday. Um, you can probably buy tickets and travel someplace close cheaper than what it would cost to get to these two ones here because it's their opening one, you know? Yeah, live Probably. golf this yeah, I weekend. I, I think yeah. I know somebody actually bought tickets to San Diego and said it was cheaper. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but yeah, live golf's in town this weekend. Of course, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I don't know. I was thinking about maybe hitting it up on Sunday, but that's a long way to yeah. Let's go to Tucson. That's a big deal. I know. I'm, I'm thinking that Saturday might be the play for me. Just do a Saturday day trip and come back in one piece. Hopefully. Well, the ca- quick, everybody who's mad about Swift City being Swift City this weekend. Right. Isn't that amazing? If Glendale was to name, because George Straits comes out here, what, two months? If they name it May 6th. Straitsville, Straitsville, they'll be like, oh, my gosh, George Straits, Straitsville, baby, woo, I love it. No, because if, like, if you look at the people that are upset they renamed it uh, Swift City, uh, it's a certain demographic, old guys. Yeah, old white manga guys. I get yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I don't, I, you took it farther than I did, but oh, yeah, white guys, <laughs> old guys. Yeah. 
Uh, it's a big all about George Straitsville. Right. Um, yeah, because they, they did they rename or they renamed something Margaritaville when when he came into town. Jimmy Buffett. That, yeah. So. Well, he had a restaurant, right? That's well, he did. Film, yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, they renamed something, not the restaurant, but they renamed something there. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with ceremonial stuff, right? I mean, you got Jimmy Johnson Boulevard out there by uh, Phoenix Raceway, of course. That's permanent now, right? Uh, out there. But look, uh, Phoenix was here over the weekend. Uh, we saw the Arca race on Friday night, which had spectacular wrecks at the end of it, if you're able to watch that. You know, great leaders were wrecking themselves left and right, so it made it kind of fun at the end. Uh, then, of course, Xfinity race uh, was, was fun, uh, you know, for the most part. Um, Kyle Larson was in until the end and then, uh, you know, got pushed up against the wall and some other issues. And then Sunday, you know, uh, we get a double first double winner of the year, which happened way early compared to last year. William Byron gets the win, but another late wreck causes overtime. What's up with this overtime late for these boring races and then just accidentally or accident happens, Chief? Yeah, no, I mean, isn't it something you look back to, I mean, probably the whole West Coast swing, right? If Kyle Larson doesn't have issues at California yep. and the races run green, Fontana, Vegas, and, you know, maybe not so much Phoenix because Kevin Harvick was going to win that race, but Larson still, you know, was running second at the time. I mean, you could be talking about right now how, man, Kyle Larson, he's got two wins out of four races. He's a championship favorite, and, you know, we talk about how William Byron ah, just can't quite get over the hump. <laughs> right. So now here we are. Last two weeks have played in William Byron's favor of those late race restarts, and I mean it's a totally different storyline that we're talking about. Yeah, you know, we talked about storylines last week and how they just change automatically in sports, especially sports where there's you only you know one time they get to go out and play or you know one race a weekend. So I mean, yeah, the, the late race cautions. I know a lot of people were talking about. Oh man, that, that was a quick caution like the week before. No, like that was going to be a caution. Whether it was lap yes. 310 or lap 10, that was going to be a caution. Harrison Burton literally spun out right by the flag stand at the start finish line, which I believe was right in front of the leader at the time. Harvick might have just put him a lap down, another lap down, yep. and Harrison Burton spun, but there was a real racetrack. That's a caution no matter what. The Omaha one from last week, maybe give you a little grief about. Uh, I'm especially since I did have some money on Kyle Larson, gave a little grief about that, but no, like this one was going to be a caution regardless. Well, even last week, you know, it, uh, car stopped. You have to throw the yellow at that point. Um, but, uh, yeah, and this one, I mean, look, the car was smoking on the front stretch, right? Like a dead stop. It's a, it's a yellow situation, but it, I just find it funny. Three out of the first four races will go to overtime. And actually I saw a thing where Kyle Larson, you know, would have won Vegas and Phoenix if there was no overtime. And then Kyle Busch actually would have won Daytona in Phoenix if there was no, uh, you know, if the, uh, in ter- I'm sorry, uh, Auto Club, you know, uh, mm-hmm. as well. So if there was no overtime in uh, Daytona. So, uh, I mean, you're right. The season would be totally different for both these teams. I mean, they're successful so far. No doubt about it, but except for Kyle Larson on the backside. But, you know, you brought up Harvick here, right? So he, he had the fastest car at the end there. He was going to win this race until that happened. Just, yeah, I mean, he was the only one that made a pass for the lead under green flag cir- like circumstances. Yeah, right? I mean, there were a couple right other guys him. that led yeah. the race, but it was, you know, because other guys were pitting. I mean, 10 lead changers among six drivers. William Byron got his lead on a restart. Kyle Larson got his lead on a restart. Chastain Keselowski led laps because of the way the uh, pit road fell under green flag pit stop. Same with Eric Jones. And then you have Kevin Harvick, who literally – was the only one to pass the leader for a lead on a long green flag run. 
And it was like, man, Harvick is back doing Harvick things. He was running that Kevin Harvick line through turns one and two that he made so famous back in the day when he was winning races and back when that was turns three and four. He just drops the nose of the whole car actually below that white line and kind of rides that paint, and he's been able to perfect that. And, I mean, yeah, he had the car to beat. And there were so many storylines that people are already writing, oh, Kevin Harvick dominates Phoenix again, his 10th win at Phoenix, which we talked about last week. Hey, yeah. this track, once you, like, start running good here, it starts to tend to your favor a little bit. And, I mean, feel bad for Kevin Harvick, but uh, you know what? NASCAR doesn't care about storylines. Well, they care about getting the race in. And you feel sorry for Kevin Harvick because it's actually that late pit stop under caution is what screwed him over. Is nobody else went in, and he went in, so he dropped to seventh after that, and just obviously isn't going to recover with the fast cars in front of him. That's a, that was a pit mistake at that point. Yeah, I mean, he he did say something afterwards, like, "Hey, I would rather been offense than on defense." So you know, they all came in. Which, by the way, we'll get to that here in a minute. But they all come in. Top six, top five guys say, you know what, screw it, let's take two tires. Yeah. We know last week it didn't work at Las Vegas, but this is a one-mile track. You really have to get a heck of a run if you're going to pass here. Vegas, totally different ballgame with the high speeds there, but this track, you know, a lot of braking. You can be able to, you know, be on the defense a little bit. And Harvick said, I don't want to be on defense. I want to be on offense, so give me four tires. See if that helps me. Not a whole lot of tire fall off at Phoenix for whatever reason it is. So he really just didn't move up there from that first restart. You're like, well, he's screwed. And then, uh, then you know, the cost came out again real quick, and he was still screwed after that. And my question is, how come we don't see guys who are running, like, 19th and 20th still a lead lap just say, screw it, stay out? Yeah. Like, what's the worst that could happen? We go back down to 20th? Exactly. Or we sneak a top five? Hell, maybe even sneak a win. I mean, if you get three or four cars that are on old tires to stay out, especially a track like Phoenix, all you got to do is basically make the restart good, get down to turn one with the lead, and you probably have control of this race for another lap and a half. So I, I just don't get that. I mean, I, last week we saw where Truex said, hey, I'm going to stay out. Let's gamble a little bit. We saw a couple of guys take two tires, and that was a winning call for William Byron. But – this week in Phoenix, like, guys, like, what are you doing? Like, stay yeah. out. I, I mean, I'm not a crew chief, but that would be my call. No, it makes sense. And then over the radio, he actually, Harvick said, nothing ever goes our way. And it's like, well, it doesn't go your way because you made a horrible mistake. You know, it's like, you know, it, it was, it was, that, and that's what I love about NASCAR is you have those decisions to make. Other guys gambled, right? Well, here's, here's something I want to bring up with you. Denny Hamlin, Ross Chastain, they had an issue last year. Denny Hamlin talks all of his stuff about, I'm going to get him back and never does anything because he's a baby. And then, so in this race, they have some issues and they're going back and forth. Nothing major. It's just Hamlin's, you know, crying about Ross Chastain. The restart happens in overtime. And, uh, Denny Hamlin goes to, uh, you know, a podcast, uh, you know, your boys, a podcast, Dirty Mo Media. And he says this uh, about the Ross Chastain incident in overtime. I'm about to get passed by everybody behind me who's on fresh tires. I'm going I'm about to finish in the mid teens. And I said, you're coming with me, buddy. Really? I let the wheel go. And I I said, he's coming with me. And so. I've said for a while, well, you got to do something to get these guys' attention, whatever, and I've said it, and, and I think that <clears throat> Ross doesn't like it when I speak his name on, in the media and, and when I had this microphone, but I told him, well, I have a microphone, and I, I'm going to call it like I see it, um, and until you get a microphone, you can then say whatever you want about me, but the fact is, is while I'm sitting here talking, I'm going to call things the way I see it, and sometimes I'm going to have to call myself out, which I'm the dumbass who lost just as many spots as he did. 
But at the time, I said, well, I'm going to finish anyway, and I'm just going to make sure that he finishes right here with First of all, um, is this a penalty for admitting you uh, you went into a guy? Because that's not a good thing. And then two, why is Denny Hamlin uh, still crying about his life and how crappy of a driver he is these days? So I did see where NASCAR wants to review the footage of what happened on the final restart, and also the you know what he said on his podcast. Uh, actions detrimental, and. I don't think there should be a penalty for this. I mean, we've heard guys he, all the time he, he turned get right. out of the race car and say, yeah. hey, you know, like Dale Earnhardt. I didn't mean to wreck him. I just meant to rattle his cage, but he got wrecked. So, yeah, it's what it is, right? We've that seen guys a, yeah. That's a difference. take each other out and not be a penalty. Um, I don't see why this would be a penalty. I mean, he admitted, like, look, hey, I was going up here. I mean, look, him and Ross have a history, all right? He did go on to say that him and Ross talked. We saw him talk on pit road, yeah, which I was did. like, oh. What were happening those guys? Because I really didn't even see the contact made on the track. Uh, you know, I saw him talking. I was like, oh, we're having that. I saw yeah. the stuff on Twitter later. I was like, oh, okay, well, he just kind of got a little too hot there. But then he said, hey, no, I flat out said, well, the one's on the outside. I mean, so you're going the wall or hit the one. I really don't like the one, so let me just go into the one and go with that. So, I mean, I, I don't think NASCAR should step in here. Uh, obviously, I mean, if they do. There's going to be a lot of guys who aren't going to want to talk anymore, aren't going to want to talk, wow. talk in this podcast space, like which you know, kind of sad to me because I like drivers that have personalities. But you know as well as I do, you can wreck people all day long on the racetrack, but the second you publicize it is where they come down on you, right? Who, who did that be a couple years ago? Wasn't it Bubba Wallace that opened his mouth? Uh, and, well, uh, Bubba Wallace wrecked himself. To get a caution, oh, that's and right. like and totally, you know, yeah. what, what do they call it? Uh, where you, you know, ruin the outcome of a race, or I can't think of the name for it right now. But he literally spun out himself, caused the caution, and it was like, woohoo, spun out, got, got our caution <laughs> that we needed. And it's like, yeah. dude, you just like yeah. totally just, impeded the race. Like, you know, you changed what the race was. Like here, it didn't do much. There wasn't a caution thrown for it yet. It caused points, ended up finishing twenty third or twenty fourth, and Denny twenty third. Yep. But hey, that last restart, who's to say they weren't going to finish there either way? I mean, if Denny doesn't say it, the outcome's still the same, right? Well, no, and I get that, but I mean, uh, he did run Ross right up into the wall, and he says how he did. I'm just saying, when you you, you know this, you know on the dirt side, I, how many times have you heard me tell drivers, guys, don't go to the podium or don't go to the microphone and say what you did? Like, do it. Keep it quiet, but don't make it publicized so everybody can replay it on there. And that's what he did there. The other side of it is, is he, Hamlin's just looking more and more like a crybaby. You mean to tell me you can't handle Ross Chastain? You're supposed to be this big, bad driver, right? You've been around forever. You, you know, you've successful career. And you can't handle the one car in that driver, you sissy. He's just always talking about how he's going to get Ross back. and Ross. Do it or shut up. Well, I think now he did it, right? He said that him and Ross talked afterwards and they had a good conversation. He also went on to say that after Gateway, because this whole stuff started at Gateway last yeah. year where Ross wrecked Denny, then Denny said, you know what, I'm just going to break check Ross for a whole lap and a half here. <laughs> and I guess we went to breakfast after that, and Denny like, talked about how he's a fan of Ross. So I don't know like why he would just go out and still take him out after they talked about Did it last I was I was year, listening. So. To, I was listening to Hamlet's radio for a little bit on Sunday, and at one point uh, he he made a couple of comments. And at one point he was like, "I'm done with this one car. I'm just done with him." Uh, and um, you know, and then uh, I think it was also Lejoy. Uh, somebody else was with Lejoy. 
uh, on there. So stuff was going on, but I know it's just, uh, I don't know. It's just Hamlin's just rubbing me the wrong way with this where that's fine. Go get, do it. Wreck him. Shut up and wreck him. Stop. Like this was kind of pansy too, where he just brushes them up against the wall to push him back, which is also irritating because do something, man. That's not even enough. That's nothing. That doesn't send a message. Stupid. Uh, how much stupid. money did you have on that Ross top 10 boat? Was, was <laughs> well, there a lot of money there? Yeah, I had $10. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. And I was there too, right? Um, but, uh, yeah, I know. It just it just drives me nuts when, uh, you know, it just do it, man. I want to see you do back up your words, and he's not doing it. And that's where I guess where I'm frustrated. Shut up or do it. One of the two. Well, I, I guess he did it there. I thought he did at Pocono last week too, or last year too. So, I don't know. I, mean, yeah, I know. I think- I know. I think that's probably even. I mean, Ross was up three or four to none there for a while, so I guess now they say they're even. He said he's ready to move on. We'll yeah. see what Ross does. I, I tell, Ross t- is still going to be Ross. Regardless of the situation, Ross, it doesn't matter if it's the 11 car, the 12 car, the 13 car, Ross is going to do Ross. Yes. Like, Ro- Ro- this weekend in Atlanta, Ross is going to get in his car, and he's going to make somebody angry, and it's probably going to be Denny Hamlin. Uh, just because well, Denny had to get him, so yeah. I know. <laughs> I know. So it's like, you know, get over it. Like, either wreck him back or shut up about it. We all know how Ross races. He's every, A lot of people have problems with Ross on the racetrack. You know that. I know that. But Denny Hamlin's the only one that's talking smack. But here's last thing for you here, Chief. You know, uh, uh, Wu says, hey, Chief, so do you think Harvick or the crew chief made the four-tire change? Uh, and meaning, uh, of course, about, uh, you know, four instead of the two. But the thing I want to get to is they took the uh, the lures from uh, the Hendrick team. We're waiting for if there's going to be a penalty or not on that, uh, right, on Friday here in Phoenix. NASCAR's investigating them. And then they go out, and the, all four cars get top ten finishes this week out there. Obviously, those weren't, uh, you know, you know, bent to make them really fast because they were really fast anyway. What do you expect is going to happen with these uh, confiscated parts? Uh, I'm interested to see what happens because we saw this last year. We're like, this is a part that comes from a, you know, the third party supplier. And they were told, hey, you can't alter these parts. And I, Jeff Gordon made it seem like he told, you know, NASCAR, hey, guys, we have these parts. They don't fit right. And NASCAR said, all right, well, just do what you got to do, you know, best well, you can. And I best they, they, they altered said, them too much. So I, they said, I mean, get with the they, man, they said, get with the manufacturer to figure out how to make them fit, is what they told them. Yeah. Right, so I don't know what the manufacturer said, the single-source supplier said. Like, I have no idea what was said there. But based on history of single-source supply parts, you would have to find them. But right now, there's a lot of people who are really waiting the outcome of this, especially those other teams and those team owners saying, all right, how much pull does Mr. H have here? Because, I mean, if you go back, like, Rick Hendrick has NASCAR, you know, basically in his pocket. I mean, Rick Hendrick has a lot of money. We get that. But you go back 10 years ago, NASCAR implemented a 13-man uh, playoff field when it was down to 12 years ago yeah, yeah. and let Jeff Gordon be in it. Uh, there's a lot of times where you've seen some stuff in the past, like, oh, well, how come they didn't get fined or how come they didn't get fined as heavy? Uh, Mr. H, Rick Hendrick, he is in that NASCAR 56 program or Garage 56 program where they are literally taking a NASCAR to Le Mans later this year. And run the 24 Le Mans race, and a lot of owners were upset. How come they get to be the ones in this? And I know a lot of uh, OEMs, Ford and Toyota, said no. These guys have been very transparent with everything since we, you know, brought it up that we weren't too happy about it. They've been very transparent with all the findings and all the stuff they're 
they're having here. So I don't know. It, it's going to be real interesting to see what NASCAR decides to do here because if they do something, which we were all thinking they were going to do something, the storyline changes again midweek where William yeah. Byron and Kyle Larson go from being playoff, you know, cup yeah. favorites to, all right, now let's see if they can make it out of the first round because they just lost all the playoff points. So yeah, I, it's going to be real interesting uh, this week shapes up, but I expect to probably hear something tomorrow on that. Yeah, they said either Tuesday or Wednesday. I suspect tomorrow. And then the other thing is, Jeff, I was in the uh, media center after the race, and Jeff Gordon came in. Of course, uh, he's, he runs Hendrick Motorsports. Uh, he was in there with the crew chief, and I think it was Bob Packer specifically asked them about that. And uh, Jeff Gordon said, we've been in communication with NASCAR and told them it didn't fit. Uh, basically was saying they told us to get with the manufacturer. We did. And then he said at the end, look, this proves that whatever we did to that, you know, basically I'll summarize, whatever we did to those parts shows that is not the reason we are fast because we went out there today and we were fast again with parts that we had to scramble to put on there. And uh, and they're they're talking to NASCAR about it. So am I going to be shocked if there's no penalty? No. I'm going to probably be more shocked if there is one because of NASCAR's response of, well, get with the manufacturers on how to fit them. Because what if, the, what if Chevy told them to put it in this way, right? Uh, yeah, mean, and we saw this last year, too, with uh, you know RFK Racing and Penske, where they had to do something to the wheel wells and like make it wider or bigger. And I kind of forget what the issue was, but it was like, you know, obviously the first race and, you know, it was kind of the same thing, but then there was a penalty and they're like, well, whoa, this is what you told us to do. And, you know, some miscommunication. So, uh, Jeff Gordon seems to say, Hey, we're on the same page. We're talking, we're communicating good. Yeah. So we'll see exactly how good the communication is, uh, come tomorrow or Thursday, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Cause you're right. I mean, this could send a couple of teams that have been really fast, you know, just lose the points. Obviously, they're going to continue to be fast because they showed that yesterday. With with Atlanta coming up this weekend, which we'll touch on. on uh, well, actually, uh, we don't have a show this week, Chief, because of March Madness. So Look at that. Atlanta this weekend, Super Speedway. So we'll do a wrap-up on that next week uh, with uh, March Madness going on this weekend, and we'll go from there. But I appreciate you joining us, man. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. See you.